Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. We've had three visits in McKeesport from officials from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Most recently, Secretary Ben Carson uh, came to McKeesport, and it's been talking. They've been talking about the Opportunity Zone program. Actually, most of the Mon Valley, so much of our listening area on uh, eighty-eight or on uh, eight ten and fifteen fifty is included in a Federal Opportunity Zone program. During the last visit with Secretary Ben Carson, we had visits from Tim Wachter and Matthew Wachter. They are from Erie, and they're joining us uh, on the line from Erie. They're part of the Erie Downtown Development Corporation. Uh, Tim Wachter is an attorney. He's the lead developer. Good morning, Tim. Uh, Good morning, Jason. And Matthew Wachter is Vice President of Finance at Erie Downtown Development Corporation. Uh, Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Uh, Thank you both for joining us. Uh, Probably a lot of Pittsburghers are familiar with Erie. A lot of Pittsburghers, including my wife and I, enjoy going to Erie for vacations. But what many people may not realize, and I'm going to start with you, Matthew, is that Erie, like a lot of the communities in the the Pittsburgh area, in the Mon Valley area, also had an industrial heritage as well, correct? And and, and in a downtown shop, a big downtown shopping district as well, correct? And and ongoing. Uh, yeah. So we have a uh, still about thirty six percent of our economy is uh, is industrial, which is a uh, very high statistic uh, in this area. But like but like many legacy communities, we've lost more than more than our share. Uh, talk a little bit about that because I, I think the Erie area you you had shipping, you had transportation because you're on the lake, you're on a major railroad line. You had, I think until recently, a Coke Works. I think Erie Coke is now closed, which we are familiar with in the Mon Valley from both Hazelwood and Clareton. You had some steel production, you had some plastics production. When did some of the industrial base start to move away? Well, I think the core of the industrial base is is still very solid. Mm -hmm. Um, But you take a look at some of the larger uh, industrial um, entities and employers that were in that were in the area uh, over the last sixty years have it's it's a it's a story that can be told in many places in so, many communities. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, with the advent of air conditioning down south, it became a lot easier to do work down there, and there were uh, a lot of issues with uh, labor related uh, and, and other things. Well, we have beyond my my pay grade, uh, but we have lost a lot, and we had uh, hammer mill paper, which was acquired by. Uh, international paper um, that was that, that we lost when I, mean, I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. We had the um, for over a hundred years the home of General Electric General Electric's transportation division mm-hmm. uh, was based in Erie. Uh, that moved out about oh I don't know five or six years ago to Chicago. Uh, very fortunately, the Westinghouse Wabtec, mm-hmm. uh, Westinghouse out of the Pittsburgh area, mm-hmm. uh, Wilmington actually right in our listening area. Yeah. Yeah, uh, acquired that division of GE. Uh, so they have now moved in. And that's that's always been traditionally a, a major employer. Uh, Zern Industries was an Erie. 
um, AMSCO, uh, many others. Uh, but you know what? We've seen the economy really start to rethink through itself. So our largest employer is now is Erie Insurance, uh, which is a fortune uh, at least 400, uh, 300, 400 company now, um, our largest employer growing rapidly. Uh, I think the nation's 11th largest home and auto insurer. That's based right downtown in the, in the core. They have a beautiful um, campus in downtown Erie. They do. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful campus. Uh, and they're, they're expanding. Uh, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center uh, acquired, emerged with Hammett Hospital, which is one of our regional hospitals. That's growing. That's also in our downtown core. Uh, Allegheny Health Network has invested in, um, uh, merged with St. Vincent's Hospital, uh, which was a local homegrown uh, diocesan hospital. So we've had, uh, you know, we have some shifts. Our local uh, regional universities are very strong. Gannon University, downtown core, uh, Mercer's University in the city limits. Uh, we have the nation's largest uh, medical school by class size, uh, LECOM. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how uh, massive of a, of a school that is and also has a pharmacy and a dental school. Uh, so we're starting to see our economy shift um, like, like many places, and we're doing the best we can to be resilient. Uh, we're talking about the Erie Downtown Development Corporation. We're also going to be talking about the Opportunity Zone program. Uh, Matthew Walker is uh, Vice President of Finance at Erie Downtown Development Corporation. Matthew, can you give us the website address, please? Uh, Erie, E-R-I-E-D-D-C dot org. Uh, let's bring your brother, uh, Tim Walker in. He is lead developer. Um, you both are natives of Erie, correct, Tim? Yes, we are. Um, Jason, I just want to correct one thing. Yeah. I was the lead developer for the flagship Opportunity Zone. I'm sorry. Zone Development Corporation, um, which is a separate entity from the Erie Downtown Development Corporation, but we work conjunct- in conjunction Thank you. Uh, on a lot of different things. Um, but yes, we're all from Erie. We have a third brother, Chip, uh, who for a long time served as an architect and developer and has now moved on to uh, development finance work uh, through a uh, through our family's, uh, our father's uh, accounting firm. Um, but we all moved away. Uh, we all lived in respective other cities. Uh, I at least stayed in Pennsylvania. Uh, Chip and Matt had uh, been throughout Pennsylvania and New York. Chip was in Massachusetts and spent some time in Europe. Um, uh, but we all made the decision to come back. And lar- large reason for that is we saw an opportunity uh, to be able to really uh, impact our hometown, take the experiences that we had at uh, relatively fairly high level uh, jobs uh, previous to coming back to Erie and then using that for the betterment of our hometown. And uh, I tell you, it's great to be able to work with your brothers every day of the week. What's special? Um, I'll start with you and then I'm going to ask your, your brother. Um, what's special about Erie? Because this is something that happens a lot of times. In Pittsburgh as well, people move away for work or for school, and they're gone for a couple of years, and they come back. I probably have a half dozen friends who who have done that. What's what's special about Erie? Look, I, mean, I think many people realize that uh, the grass isn't always greener um, elsewhere. Um, every area has their unique issues, and um, one of the things that we really, my wife and I, who's also from Erie, um, uh, really came to miss was the lake, mm-hmm. was the uh, the interaction with the people. Um, uh, we, we we fit in uh, in Erie with the values and the way that we uh, we like to raise our family. Um, and, you know, really, we can get anywhere. <laughs> we say we can get anywhere in the city of Erie in 15 or 20 minutes um, and, and, and and be in the middle of anything. I mean, within 15 minutes from my house, I go uh, downtown to the uh, to my job here at the Knox Law Firm. Um, but out of my house, there's cornfields um, and we're a, you know, 15 minute walk to the lake and a public beach. Um, there's really nowhere else in uh, this country that I'm aware of that you can achieve that. 
Um, so it's, it's really quite a great place to raise a family, great place to have a job. And, uh, you know, our weather, while the uh, winters may be extreme, when we get two feet of snow dumped on us, um, I think I give myself 10 extra minutes to get to work. And that's about <laughs> the extent of our. Uh, same question, Matthew. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm certain you agree or maybe you don't. What what are some some special things maybe that your brother hasn't mentioned? Well, I'm very fortunate uh, to be able to live in, and work here. And I think if you take a look at Erie, it's really just the perfect size. So I've lived in Pittsburgh. I went to law school in Pittsburgh. I lived in Philly. Uh, I lived in New York. And I, and like Tim said, the, the grass uh, isn't always greener. But the, you know, the great part about Erie is, and I think it's reflective of what uh, uh, the organization that I'm involved with uh, is doing, and uh, a lot of the work that, that Tim is, is doing as well, is Erie's kind of in that sweet spot. We're big enough. We've got a lot of opportunities when it comes to your professional career. Uh, but at the same time, it's still small enough that you know most of the people involved, uh, which is kind of a good thing. So everyone really does play well in the sandbox together. Everyone is uh, absolutely rowing in the same direction uh, and has, I think, the best interests of, of the community at heart. So if anything, I would say that, you know, the city is, is really just the right size uh, where you've got lots of opportunities, lots of diversity, lots of great restaurants, you name it. But at the same time, uh, it's still only uh, uh, five minutes to go to the beach, which is kind of nice. Which is kind of sweet. Uh, we There's have to. Yeah. Um, you know, Matthew says it's the right size that you're able to get something done and people are working and growing in the same direction. You know, as we were developing the flagship uh, opportunity zone concept and what it is to do with it, people are often asked us, well, how did you get everybody involved? How did, how did you get everybody on the same page? Well, Erie's, uh, like Matt said, a good size that you can get something done. Uh, how did we do it? We picked up the phone and called these people and invited them to a lunch at our office um, because we work with them on a regular basis. So you're big enough that you have that sophistication of any uh, urban community that you're going to see. Uh, but yet we're small enough that we're able to, you know, touch base with about 20 different people and really make significant change. We, we have to take a 30 second break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the Erie downtown. I want to talk about why you've chosen to focus on the, the, the downtown business district corridor and also what the what some of the scope of some of the projects that are being planned are okay sounds great uh tim walker is lead developer for the erie flagship opportunity zone matthew walker his brother is vice president of finance at the erie downtown development corporation you can find out more about the erie downtown development corporation by going to eriedc.org We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Strifler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Strifler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Strifler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifler's.com or call 412-678-6191. Welcome back. We are talking about the Opportunity Zone program, which is a federal program that was uh, developed uh, about two or three years ago as part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Bill uh, that the U.S. Congress passed a few years ago. It provides tax incentives for investors who uh, take capital gains, for instance, and 
invest in projects in uh, underserved communities, communities that are struggling. Most of the Mon Valley, so most of our listening area, uh, is in this Opportunity Zone program. Our guest this morning, Tim Wachter, he is uh, an attorney in Erie, Pennsylvania. He's also... uh, you said you're lead developer with the flagship opportunity zone, but that's not brick and mortar developer, right? What does that mean? What does developer mean? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So the flagship opportunity zone, uh, the way it worked was when we first got our zones named, Matt and I decided that we wanted to uh, try to figure out how to get our zones uh, national level attention, how to get above the noise in a national investment market where Erie is a second or third tier uh, investment community traditionally. Mm-hmm. And for us to be able to attract national dollars, we had to really figure out how it was that we were going to market the zones. So we got together with a group of people, a group of state community stakeholders, and uh, made the pitch that we were going to name them the flagship opportunity zones. Flagship, of course, being a play off of the flagship Niagara from mm-hmm. the Battle of 1813, of which it's we have a good yeah. right in our harbor. Yeah. Come visit us. Um, but uh, we, we we did that, and we announced that we were going to name it the flagship opportunity zone. And then all of a sudden, and then we start we took it to Twitter, and all of a sudden uh, that started gaining some national attention. Shortly thereafter, Matt went over to the uh, Erie Downtown Development Corporation, and as a community, we kept pushing the concept further, brought the group back to the table, and uh, I pitched the concept of building an entity called the flagship opportunity zone development company. Uh, where we act as Switzerland. Our job is to identify projects that are worthy of investment and then advance them and promote them on a national level uh, so that we can get this national level intention in. We don't pick and choose which projects are going to be winners. Um, what, What the concept was, was just to be a promotion entity. So what are we developing? We're developing the zone on a community wide basis. And that has since been a uh, initiative that we hand have handed over to the Erie regional chamber and uh, it has been adopted, and from there, they've, like I say, I've handed it to the professionals, and they've really taken off with it. Was, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to move to, to, to um, Matthew in just a moment, but it was the Flagship Opportunity Zone Development Corp., is that a nonprofit or a for-profit? It's a nonprofit okay. entity Okay. under the umbrella of the chamber. Okay. Matthew, uh, over to you. You're Vice President of Finance at the Erie Downtown Development Corporation, which I'm assuming is also a, a nonprofit, correct? We are. Um, had the Erie Downtown Development Corporation existed prior to the Federal Opportunity Zone program? Has it been around for a while, or is it a new entity? So the timing of uh, Federal Opportunity Zones and with the formation of uh, the Erie Downtown Development Corporation, so we use the acronym EDDC, mm-hmm. uh, was more or less simultaneous. The EDDC is, again, it's a nonprofit entity, and our charitable mission is to restore and revitalize Central Business District of the City of Erie, primarily through real estate development. And we were formed with this task, and it's really a a monumental challenge. What we were presented with is a real estate market that I think is probably very familiar to you. We call it a soft real estate market. So it's a place where you could buy something for a million dollars, put a million dollars in it, and it appraises at a million dollars. (laughs) So how do you tackle investment in, uh, in some of these urban cores that are in the legacy communities across the United States? And to the real credit of our community stakeholders, they said, we need to take this on. And they uh, had just completed a master planning process was just done for the city. And it wasn't one of those plans that just sits on a shelf. It was actually a plan that the private sector rallied behind. It's called Erie Refocused. 
And what Erie Refocus called for was about $600 million of investment in the downtown core to springboard it back to health. They said, look, you need to double down on your roots and no one's coming to save you. No one's coming uh, with a federal, and we'll get into what OZs really are, but no one's coming with a federal program. No one's coming with state dollars. Uh, your elected officials may not be up to the job. Private sector needs to do this. And what happened was uh, a few of those individuals had read that plan and it saw, called it as a real call to arms. And they formed our organization and then in parallel formed an investment fund of uh, about $27.5 million. And that capital was put together to with the uh, sole goal of investing in the downtown core and to really support the, the work of, of the nonprofit arm and the nonprofit arm serving as, as the development entity. And that's a long way of saying as at the same time, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 was passed. Okay. And where Opportunity Zones were um, uh, came to the forefront. And it's not a program. It's actually an incentive. And that's the beautiful thing behind it is there's no application. There's no waiting period. There's no litmus test. What it is, is it's a free market tool and it rewards creativity and it rewards uh, an individual or a community's ability to really market itself, find investors, and then have the creativity to structure out a deal where you can leverage this tax incentive, which at the end of the day comes out to about three to five additional basis points on your rate of return. But take that where you can find these deals in places like Erie or where you are. In McKay Sport, yeah. Great and find uh, investors and try to capitalize upon, upon this to bring in outside dollars uh, to help springboard investment. And that's what we've done. So we've taken this initial local capital that was raised by our local stakeholders, our local universities, our local hospital systems, our major employers, and multiply it in a large extent due to our OZ designation to about a hundred million dollars today. And we've and we have the development plan underway and site control. We are well uh, well along. Uh, Matthew Wachter is uh, Vice President of Finance for the Erie Downtown Development Corporation. You can find out more information, eriedc.org. Also on the line with us is Tim Wachter, his brother, who uh, is an attorney in Erie and has participated in some of these projects through as a partner uh, through the uh, Erie Flagship Opportunity Zone uh, Development Corporation. Is that that name correct, uh, Tim? Yes. Okay, I'm I'm figuring this stuff out, and uh, both of them were in McKeesport recently, along with uh, Secretary Ben Carson of uh, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, to talk about their success with the Opportunity Zone program. You were chosen, was it by Forbes magazine, uh, Tim, as the uh, n- number one uh, Opportunity Zone success story in the country so far? Yeah, the flagship Opportunity Zone, in conjunction with the Erie uh, Downtown Development uh, Companies Corporation's uh, work, was identified. Um, uh, by Forbes and Sorensen Impact Fund as being the top urban uh, opportunity zone uh, in the nation. That was something that actually Matt attended and flew out to Salt Lake. Was it Salt Lake City? Uh, yeah. Was that Utah to get that award? My, my yeah, it was great. Uh, a real credit. Uh, Forbes uh, recognized the work that we're doing and and really kind of, uh, in many ways, it was sort of a good housekeeping seal of approval on <laughs> on uh, how we're structuring deals, how we're able to, to sort of leverage investment dollars and a real, and I think a, a, a sort of a stamp or, or seal of approval or a exclamation point put on the fact that local capital is being raised to invest back in, back into uh, the community where it was earned. 
Uh, we, we have another break coming up, but I, I want to ask, I, I'm going to put this question to uh, Tim first, and then Matthew, you can chime in. Um, my wife and I have spent some time recently walking around downtown Erie, and when you talk to old timers uh, here in McKeesport or in Braddock or in some of the other communities, you know, they can talk about, you know, well, we had five department stores and we had seven movie theaters and we had all this stuff. I'm assuming Erie, it was kind of the same thing. You had a big couple big downtown department stores and movie theaters and all that kind of stuff. Um, some of that infrastructure is still there, I guess, uh, and some of it is gone. Right. During the 1960s, we, uh, as many communities did, uh, unfortunately, tore down a lot of historic structures. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we were able to save a large number of them. Our Warner Theater mm-hmm. and one of the original Warner Theaters is absolutely gorgeous, going through a multi-million dollar renovation. Another one right now. Uh, the Erie Playhouse is one of the oldest community theaters in the country. Uh, the Boston store, department store, that building is still here, um, but that is being used uh, as uh, mixed-use housing and commercial. There's a great brewery in there right now, Voodoo Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of our historic structures still do uh, did prevail. And some of the work that the EDDC is doing is taking those historic structures, which really have suffered from uh, long-term uh, uh, deficit maintenance, um, and bringing them back to life and giving them another 150, 200 year future. Are you are, are either of you old enough to remember when Erie had this sort of vibrant downtown? Because I I was when I was born, McKeesport's downtown was already shrinking. I have sort of vague memories, but unfortunately, it was already sort of contracting. Sort of the death knells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, yes. Um, but it's it's coming back, and and Tim mentioned it. You know, a lot of uh, you know there were. Um, a lot of real interesting bright spots over the last kind of 10. I moved home in oh, November of 10, 2012. And I think that was kind of the, the low point. And it's been uh, a lot of bright spots since uh, Tim mentioned breweries, you know, I think you, can, you can gauge the health and vibrancy of any city on, uh, you know, Tim's talking about philharmonics and playhouses. I'm talking about breweries. Beer, and, me, I'm talking about beer myself. And that's uh, uh, and, and that has really uh, resonated and our public spaces too. So we have beautiful parks and we have a beautiful central park called Perry Square. And the development that we're doing is uh, immediately adjacent to that. And that's going to be, it's it's a real, I think it's going to be a community asset when it's done. And we're building out, um, we've acquired so about three out of a four block square radius. And our first project are, is taking two uh, blighted properties and turning them into a food hall and into a uh, full market and grocery store with a butcher shop and a, and a uh, tasting room for a distillery. There's going to be about 28 apartments uh, on the upper on the upper floors. And the food hall, we actually shamelessly stole a model uh, from from you guys from Smallman Galley. So we took a look at what worked really well in Pittsburgh with Smallman, and in many ways we're, we're replicating that uh, here in uh, here in Erie. And that project's underway. We've got uh, we have actually have 42 apartments under construction right now. We have 60 people. Uh, uh, working every day on these things. Uh, we're going to start to bring these things online in the uh, first wave of things that are coming online second quarter of 2021 and then the food hall and the grocery uh, in uh, July and July and August. Uh, Matthew Wachter is vice president of finance at the Erie Downtown Development Corporation. We're talking about the Federal Opportunity Zone program. Uh, Matthew and his brother Tim Wachter, who is an attorney uh, in Erie, were in McKeesport recently along with officials from HUD to talk about this uh, f- uh Financial Opportunity Zone program. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. 
If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. The, 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 Matthew, when we took the break, you were talking about the food hall uh, th- that is one of the first uh, projects uh, that, that is being developed in the Erie downtown in the uh, financial opportunity zone. What are some other uh, businesses that um, you, you are being able to attract through the opportunity zone? So we're building out a lot of space. Mm-hmm. These are historical rehabs. There is a, a new construction built component. Uh, we have found a, really a great demand on uh, market rate housing. And it's really an interesting thing. Uh, when you take a look at where we're working. And it's similar in a lot of these cities. Actually, 95% of the housing in this area is subsidized. We work uh, closely with the MasterCard Center for Inclusive Growth, which is a, a nonprofit arm of MasterCard, which does a lot of really interesting da- data analytic uh, activity. And they developed a tool with us that was then launched out throughout the country. And what that tool did is it gave us a good baseline on where we're, where we're at today. Mm-hmm. And what we want to be able to show is the, the positive effect of, of investment in the community. So when I looked at ha- when we talk about housing, well, what's that mean? Well, if 95% of the housing affordable or subsidized, there's really a lack of diversity of housing in, in the area. Uh, so we're bringing in, uh, we're concentrating on market rate. But at the same time, it also complements what we're doing. So taking a look at this baseline data set that we have, we say, look, there's nowhere, there's nowhere for the people who live here to, to buy a fresh head of lettuce or to go and buy, uh, uh, to, to buy uh, fresh groceries. Mm-hmm. Where people, what are people buying? Where are people going? Uh, well, there's Dollar Generals and there's, uh, you know, kind of corner stores and it's, it's prepackaged unhealthy foods. So one of the big issues that we're taking a look at is how can we invest to improve the quality of life for both people who are already here, but bring in amenities and assets to try to rebuild uh, and reinvigorate uh the the housing stock in, in this in this immediate area we're just about out of time and unfortunately I, I feel like we often run out of time just as uh things start to get interesting we're talking about the federal opportunity or the financial opportunity zone program if you would like to see a map and see if your community is in an opportunity zone most of the mon valley is and for our listeners uh, on 88.1 in bethany west virginia uh parts of the ohio valley are as well including uh, parts of weirton wheeling and steubenville um you can go to opportunityzones.hud.gov and you can look at the map and, and see if your town qualifies. I'm going to throw this question uh, over to you, Tim. If somebody is listening to this and they're an elected official or a business owner and they're interested in getting started on this, what would you recommend that they do? Well, I've done a lot of consulting with various municipalities across the Commonwealth and talked to municipalities across the country regarding how to develop your own zones. And I think the first thing you need to do is engage in stakeholder education, find the developer the bankers, the people that own property, the people that would like to do things, um, the people that have an idea, um, and the professional economic development folks, and bring them together and have a conversation about what it really means to have opportunity zones and why you should be excited about them and how you can capitalize on them. And then take that information, take that excitement that's going to bubble up from that and channel it in a direction that makes sense for you. Um, in Erie, the flagship uh, opportunity zone released the first uh, municipal uh, investment prospectus um, that uh, we had the first portfolio of projects on a national on a national basis uh, to advance to our uh, national investors, as well as doing a prospectus 2.0, where uh, because we're an opportunity zone and we have that designation, like when you go to get a job at the post office, you get preference points if you're a veteran. Well, because we're an opportunity zone, we get preference points when we apply for federal funding. I was speaking with the congressman earlier today, and he said over $43 million has recently been granted to Erie and the Opportunity Zone areas, um, uh, partly because of that designation and because we've been able to get everybody on the same page. So even if you never see a single 
private investment through opportunity zones, merely the opportunity for federal investment through those programs and the opportunities and preference points is enough that should get you excited about the program. Matthew, I'm going to give you the, the, the final word. Um, next time we come to Erie, what should we look for? Go to the food hall. <laughs> go to the food hall and, uh, 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 and grab a beer. I, kn- I know the viewers are, and listeners where you're at appreciate a good beer. So we'll, uh, we'll be happy to serve one up. But here, at the end of the day, if you can make it work in Erie, you can make it work where you are. Uh, you just need some uh, people willing to stick their neck out a little bit. Uh, think creativity, think creatively and uh, be willing to do some hard work. But this is a great tool to, to help revitalize the community. Matthew Walker is Vice President of Finance at Erie Downtown Development Corporation. You can find them online at eriedc.org. His brother, Tim Walker, is with the Erie Flagship Opportunity Zone. Um, Tim, Matthew, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us down here. And uh, congratulations and uh, much wish, many wishes for uh, continued success up there. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. On Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.